0: Welcome to Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman, two badass business rebels serving up one steaming pile of bullshit a week so
1: you don't fall face first into it. Well, I just have to tell you that I found my favorite t-shirts online. Really? What? Where'd you find them? Amazon, Amazon. I'm buying clothes now off Amazon. First, it started with groceries when I lived in Seattle because they were the first ones delivering groceries, and now I'm literally buying T-shirts that I wear every day off Amazon. It's bad. It's, it's like I never leave the house. That's not bad. That's good. I mean, you know, you do, you girl. I mean, who wants to go try on stuff? I don't. I don't either. I really. So, don't. I don't I have. Don't, it's so people-y outside. Yeah, that too much ink. You know, I just like my at home office. I never leave. And the other thing about working from home is I always wear yoga pants, which is a problem when you go to put on real pants because you're like, oh, all those snacks actually did go somewhere. I know. (laughs) I just didn't know.
0: Every once in a while you have to put on a pant with a zipper and a button so you can see if you've gained weight.
1: Yes. Well, I didn't know that until recently when you and I shot our pictures in Nashville, I put on real pants and I was like, oh, look, uh a little tighter than I thought. They don't fit anymore. Oh my
0: goodness. Well, you know, I, I am the same way I wear yoga pants or leggings, like literally every day. I call it my business, my work uniform. I go, <laughs> I wear a uniform to work, you know.
1: Business me on the too. top and
0: relaxation on the bottom.
1: Right. I think we're both rocking black t-shirts right now, and my my yoga pants are gray today instead of black. So oh, yeah. there
0: you go. See, I always wear black. I only have black, so no, no gray for me. I
1: mean, but, black is life. But you know, I I've gotta have black clothes. So, boss mom. in well, no, your world. Stop it! No, take <laughs> it back. You put that back in the box right now, (laughs) along with mompreneur. Oh, come on, CEO. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) No. What is with all these things, boss babe?
0: Shut up. Like, boss babe (laughs) is,
1: all I can think of is, like, get my glasses out and, like, role play. Like, (laughs) like, you're the sexy librarian or something. Like, no, I'm not a girl boss either. Come on girl boss in your in your Amazon shirts. Come on, where you are? God, there are so many though. Boss babe, CEO, her something, herpreneur, herpreneur, mompreneur, teachpreneur, preneur, There's so many preneurs. <laughs> We're all preneurs. Oh, god. I really don't like these words. I really think okay, I actually posted this. I think when we were in Nashville, did I make the post? I don't remember, but like, where are the, you know, the, what are they hunk bosses or boss hunks? I think that's what I said. Like boss babes, you know, like we don't see men saying that crap, right? I know only women do this. Why do you think women do this? It's so much BS. Oh, I hate it. Like, I absolutely hate it. And I know that some people love it. I've had people argue with me on Facebook because, you know, we covered that last week. Everybody wants to tell you their opinion on Facebook about how, well, I identify as a mompreneur because being a mom and being an entrepreneur are both two important things. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But I think you're diminishing your role as a business owner when you classify yourself in these cutesy little categories. I agree. And I think whenever you go out there into the world, and
0: you're trying to show up and get clients and whatever, unless your clients are all the rest of the mompreneurs in the world, you're not setting yourself up to to compete with or to be in alignment with you know, bigger companies or major companies or whatever, and and I know immediately people are going, but I'm not a big company, and I don't go for a big company, <laughs> right? Yeah. But set yourself up as the professional that you are, you know. And I think that's one of the things that as women we do is we diminish ourselves and do something cute because we are we're shy, we're limited, we're holding ourselves back from our true potential.
1: Yeah, it's a well, and two, I think that we're scared almost of succeeding. And so this keeps us kind of small and keeps it as a side hustle. We're not thinking long term about what this could really become. You know, starting a marketing agency, I didn't want to be a girl boss, a boss babe, or a, you know, mompreneur because a lot of the service based professionals that I serve are men. I mean, construction companies, excavating companies, you know, things like that. They're not going to wor- want to work with a agency owner who's running around saying she's a mompreneur or boss babe. First of all, their wives probably wouldn't like that.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, if you have a job, a nine to five job, and let's say you're a teacher or you're a nurse or whatever, you call yourself the title that you are. When you go into work, you're a nurse or you're a teacher or you're the CEO of a company, right? If you are going to a job that pays you a check, you have no problem putting your title out there, whatever that is, you know, marketing, a marketing manager, whatever it yeah. is, you don't have to add something like nobody's going around going, I'm a mom teacher. I'm a nurse mom. <laughs> Like right. no he's I'll say these things. So how come in the world of jobs, it's perfectly fine for women to go into those jobs and be who they are and just say, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. I'm a nurse. I'm a CEO. I'm a COO. I'm right. an account manager. You're all the things out there in the world, but the minute that you own a business and people say, "Oh, what do you do?" and then all of a sudden it's like, "Well, I have a little business." That's another thing we do. A little business. Little business. I have this yep. little thing that I do on the side, or I'm the CEO.
1: <laughs> right, right. You don't see, you know, the big, big people that are working for Facebook and working for Amazon in these, you know, corporate roles that are women. They are not downplaying their genius. They are not downplaying the space that they take up in that company because damn it, we have worked really hard to make women get the women into these roles. And I think the worst thing we can do is downplay our genius by giving ourselves cutesy little names. We're not in grade school. We're not playing on the playground. This is like the big boy world, honestly. And I think if you want to be taken seriously and you want to you know, really make waves online or in your industry, you have to own and take up space. And by saying those names, I just don't think that you're giving yourself the credit that you deserve. I agree. And I, and
0: I do want to address something that you said, Crystal, which was we're in the big boy world. And a lot of women will say, but I don't want to live in that world. I'm trying to create a new world. I want to create a new space. And To that, I say, that's fine. You can create a new space, but you're not creating a new space and you are not standing out by being Mm -hmm. a boss mom. You're standing out by being the boss, be the damn boss. You earned it. You You work hard. Exactly. And if you're putting your company together, if you're building a a business and you're putting your company together, Crystal and I always say, build an actual business. If you are going and building an actual business and you're putting together plans for a team in the future, and you're looking at what future growth looks like, you are making projections for the next year's sales and you're putting together content for sales and you're running your own marketing department. If you've just started out and you're doing your own sales, you're wearing all those hats. Mm -hmm. Why are you minimizing yourself with these tiny little words that are so cute when you are out there doing what a lot of people Cannot do or will not do and do not put the time into organizing and thinking through and a lot of women are out there being very successful in this online space of mm-hmm. you know, coaching or agency done for you services social media marketing all kinds of things that typically had been more male dominated areas, you know, when it comes to technology and when it comes to advertising, all of those were male dominated industries and here you
1: are killing it. And then you're like, I'm the CEO. Yeah. I'm just the CEO. I'm not the CEO. And honestly think about too, like if I'm a contractor or if I'm, you know, farther behind than you, and I want to work with you, I want to work with a CEO. I want to work with a boss. I want to know that this person's got a company that's going to be around more than five minutes that's going places and doing things. And I don't get that vibe when you refer to yourself as the, you know, a boss babe or just a mompreneur because you're so much more than that. Like if you own a business, let's be real too. As your business grows, it's going to take more of your time and you have to delegate the proper amount of time to grow that business. So, you know, saying I'm just a mompreneur really puts it out there that this is just like a little something I kind of do and I have no big plans for it. So I don't think you're going to attract the right people to work for you and, you know, go on that journey with you and building a, a brand and a company if you're constantly diminishing your role within your brand. So recently, well, it hasn't been too recently, I guess it was
0: back a few months ago, I posted on my social media the question, for those of you that are business owners, do you use the title CEO? Why or why not? And the answers are really interesting because again, the women, here's some of the answers. I don't, because I think that being a part of a corporation um, where you oversee the executive board, such as I am just the owner of my sole proprietorship. So again, diminishing the role because it's just a sole proprietorship. Another woman said, I've been toying with it actually. I currently use owner but I think that CEO allows for more room in conversation with the potential clients and or vendors. Yep. So, you know, that one is a woman who's starting to make those realizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then male answer in a B2B environment, business-to-business business environment, I believe that the CEO title can give you more leverage when seeking out partnerships for your business. And it adds a layer of professionalism. I feel that that sets the tone up front and it equalizes the negotiation field. Male yes. answer versus female answer. I don't because I'm just a sole proprietor.
1: Right. Well, and and maybe CEO isn't the word, but founder or owner is even better than like I'm just this mom I'm a boss babe I mean because at least then the vendors especially know where you are you know what is your decision making capabilities within this company you have to realize that not everybody knows that you're just a sole proprietorship you know some people might think that you've built a really badass brand and that you have a couple of employees or at least contractors so you know when you say I'm just this or that, or it's just me. And it's really, it's sad that women feel like they have to just keep diminishing their light, you know, like don't shine too bright. You, you know, it's like half on, you can only be like halfway there.
0: Yeah. You're only allowed to turn your light half on, but I do think the point about negotiation is important too. And also being the business decision maker, because that's how people are looking for you. So if you're, let's say on LinkedIn or other places and companies are looking for you, they want to talk to the decision maker. They want to know that they're talking to the person who is at the, at the forefront. So if you're calling yourself, just the, let's say you're a mark, you run a marketing agency and you're calling yourself a marketing expert. That might be okay for like putting out there for SEO purposes. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to your actual title, let's say on LinkedIn or whatever, if you are the principal in the company, then you should say so. And you, you should say so with all of the authority and with all of the, the honor that that brings with it and with celebration and Mm -hmm. know that that sets the tone for negotiating. It sets the tone for your prices. It sets the tone for what you're able to do and how far you're going to go. And again, this isn't to say that if you call yourself a mompreneur, you're not going to be successful because we're not about that. You can definitely be successful doing that. We just don't want you to minimize yourself or, or take away your own opportunities by falling into the BS that you're not worthy of the title
1: of CEO, owner, founder, co-founder, co-founder, whatever that is. Right. Well, and I think it's become so cutesy. I mean, it's on everything, right? Like if I go to home goods or target, there's some little thing for me to hang in my office. that says girl boss or boss, babe. I mean, that is everywhere. It's on mugs. It's on calendars. It's on pens. I mean, you can't get away from it. And I think we've kind of just like accepted it, but again, do you guys walk in anywhere and see anything written cutesy about men? that they put in their offices? No, it's like completely different. It goes back to this, you know, we've got to keep women in their place kind of thing like you've got to stay in this little box and you know you can't come you're just playing business is how I feel like it comes across Is like you're playing house like when you were a kid and you got the fake kitchen you know and you were learning how to be a woman and like oh look I got a fake kitchen for Christmas I feel like when you go into these places and you see all that stuff it's almost like oh cute you're playing like you're in business you're, right? You're really not.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I do want to say that we're not taking away from anybody who's currently out there using the, those titles. We just want you to think about the, the harm that you might be doing for your business or the limitations that you might be putting on yourself, because this podcast really is about calling BS on, on the issues that are going on in the online space in particular, this happens most often in the online space, online service providers in particular, Mm -hmm. and it, And also helping you to see where you're limiting yourself, where you're limiting your business, because we want you to be able to take off and be successful and build a business on your own terms. And if on your own terms, you want to call yourself a mompreneur and everyone who you are going to be working with all your potential clients and customers, if that's your ideal client is other mompreneurs and, right. and under those titles, then by all means, I recently had an, a sales call with someone who was, who is a, she was looking for marketing help and she helps other moms to become social media influencers. That's, okay. that's what she does. And yeah. so it's appropriate to Mm -hmm. call herself a mompreneur and it's appropriate to call herself a mom influencer because Mm -hmm. that's what she's doing and that's exactly who she's helping. And that's her target audience. So she's reaching those people on the other hand for me and my business being a marketing agency, I'm not just working with mompreneurs. I'm working with all kinds of companies of every shape and size. Some are solopreneurships, some have multiple people in them, some are large corporations, you know, all different shapes and sizes run by all different people. And so within my business, I want it to appeal to and be able to stand on the same footing with companies and other CEOs and other owners who are you know, might not identify with that, who might not want to be working with a girl boss, who, but who want to work with a boss. Right.
1: right. Yeah. Well, I just think that we get caught up in it and we, the bullshit is that we just accept it without questioning it. I think is what, you know, and I I've been on this journey for a long time. And I'm going to say, I used to use some of those cutesy things like back in the day, I really thought that I almost, I had to, because, you know, I was in grad school and I had a business and I had a bunch of kids and, you know, whatever, but it never made me feel totally great because I felt like, man, I am really educated and I'm working really hard to be the best at whatever skill I was learning. So putting myself in this, like, Box kind of keeps you there too, because the thing is, we all evolve. And I think that where I see most people using it is kind of when they're just starting out and they're really trying to find community. And then there's these, you know, Facebook groups that have these cutesy names. And then we go there and we put ourselves in this box. And the truth is, there's lots of people who usually need your skill set, unless you're just specifically, you know, targeting moms or whatever it is. But there's a lot of different people with that need services, like especially like VA services and and admin type work. And so if you're constantly like an admin like that, and you're just calling yourself a, a you know, a mompreneur, well, all those, you know, men that need VAs aren't going to be looking at you. They don't even know where you are, to be honest. Yeah, that's not
0: even though it's a word that's used often, it's not a very, SEO friendly word within whatever industry that you're in. So if you're looking to be found, it's not easy to find you in that capacity. And I also wonder, just sitting here listening to what you were saying just now, Crystal, about limiting and holding yourself back and sort of being in those beginning stages. When you're in those beginning stages of your business and people ask you what you do, sometimes I think we as women, when we've started something brand new, We're almost embarrassed to tell people, or we're worried that what they're going to say about it, kind of like what we talked about in the episode about mean girls. We're worried Mm -hmm. about the haters. We're even worried about our own families. And so, so many times it's because we're so worried about what other people have to say about it, what other people are going to think about us. And we're worried that they're going to say, how could you do that? You know, because mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves enough credit because we don't know that we are enough because we don't know that we are worthy of every success. And so we use those words to sort of minimize it and to make it okay for the person who's on the receiving end of us telling them about right. our journey. Yeah. It's almost like
1: we're doing it so that other people will feel comfortable. And not threatened we're- by our big ideas, you know? Yes. Yeah. I totally. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think that we're so worried about everybody else that we diminish our own success and our own value and what we can bring to the table because it's easier to just hide behind that and not offend them or not even the word really isn't offend, but keep them comfortable because we also I think internally know that those questions will come up know, well, what, who do you think you are? Why are you doing this? I mean, is this really a good idea? My favorite one is always when people are like, are you sure you want to do that? No, absolutely. I'm not. I'm so glad you asked. I was about to make this huge mistake. And without that question, I would just be, you know, I would just go ahead and make this mistake. I mean, that is the most insulting question. Yes. I'm freaking sure if I started a business, then obviously I think I have a good idea. (laughs) Or, you know, don't you think that
0: you should do this first, or you should do that first, or maybe you should try this or that everybody has an opinion about everything. Every person has an opinion, literally. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the only opinion that matters is yours. Right. So what if you were to stand in your whole power? What if you were to say, when someone asks you, what do you do? What if you said, I run a business. This is what my business does. What if you said I'm an agency owner, I'm a coach, I'm a social media manager, I'm a virtual assistant, I'm whatever it is that you are, and Mm -hmm. what if you were to own it fully? And what if you were to own your title fully without having to make it cute? How many times have you gone out there? And I know Crystal, you and I've probably both done this where you've gone out and and you're like looking for synonyms for words. Like what's a synonym for expert? What's a synonym for this or that? Or should I use the word powerhouse or should I use this or that or whatever? Trying Mm -hmm. to find a title that you think is going to satisfy whoever is looking at it. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, this all goes back to you. Your genius is you your magnetic power lies within you. So what makes you happy? What if you pick a title based on what made you happy? What if you turned on some music that you thought empowered you or, or get, or lights you up, Mm -hmm. dance around for a few minutes so that you really get all those endorphins going and all that good stuff going. And you're like really in your, your happiest, most powerful you. And I know that what I'm saying you know, might seem woo woo, but let me tell you, it works. It works. Your space of like, okay, I'm feeling really good. I'm in my space. I'm feeling empowered about my business. And then you just started saying some titles, say Mm -hmm. the title CEO, say I am a CEO. I am a founder. I am an owner. Mm -hmm. And what feels the best to you? What lights you up inside? Which one makes you feel like, hell yeah, that's
1: what I am.
0: Mm Mm-hmm
1: it's probably not going to be boss, babe, if you get in that zone, because you're going to be like, I am a badass. And that, you know, it's like, You know, Amy, I know you try to toy around with what you wanted to call yourself now as we, you know, we're doing coaching and agency work and we're both kind of like doing multiple things and we both kind of had to come to it. Mine is intuitive marketing rebel, which if you like Google that, probably not many people call themselves that, but that's what feels good to me because I am an intuitive. Like I can read people, I can see blocks, I can do all those things. Marketing is my jam. And I also do it like the most polar opposite way of the traditional marketing. So that title to me really fits me, but I'm also the CEO, you know, of an agency and I'm a co-host of this podcast, you know, but you don't see me out there saying I'm a girl boss.
0: Right. And for me, I, within each of my individual companies, because I have multiples, I am either the CEO or the COO, depending which company it is. So if I'm sending out an email or whatever, that's my title, but online, I like to refer to myself in a different way. And I have been referring to myself as a business freedom expert. That's really what I do is help people find the freedom to live their lives within their businesses. And as I added in co-host of past Mm -hmm. the bullshit. I once again had to think about this title that I, have you know, that I use out there in the world, this expertise, if you will, that I put out there in the world. And I started trying to toy with it. And I was like, you know what? I really like it. It feels good to me. It's what feels to me. And honestly, what I do here is hopefully helping you find the freedom to be you within this podcast. And so I think it works, right? It
1: does. And it feels good. Yep. I remember when you sent it, you're like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you think? Does it feel good to you? Cause I feel like yeah. this is what you talk about is freedom, you know, and getting people out of the, being the bottleneck of their business so much and being themselves and, you know, taking care of themselves. So it's so true. And mine is more marketing related, you know, Kami and I both believe in speaking your truth. So We're, we're sharing the same message in a different way. And we both have completely different ways that we refer to ourselves, but it's what feels good to us. I mean, it, it intuitive marketing rebel is just like lights me up. It's like my favorite thing ever. You know, I say I'm a self-proclaimed marketing rebel, so it just kind of went together. Uh, And I think that's where people get so caught up. It's like, well, what are people going to think? And what do they want to hear? Nobody cares. What do you want to hear? What do you, yeah. Who do you want to be? What
0: lights you up and what makes you happy? And it's okay to have multiple ways of referring to yourself again for SEO, for search reasons, right. because social media is about being social. And because, you know, in a lot of ways, it's about being able to make connections with other people. But when you're referring to your title within your job, make sure that it aligns to something that actually exists in the world. And And by that, I mean, if someone was to search for that, have the words like CEO, COO, Mm -hmm. CFO, like if you're a C, if you're in that C level or have the word founder or owner, those kinds of things are searchable, especially in places like, like LinkedIn, for example, where you want to be found for your role, make sure you're Mm -hmm. using real titles, you know, don't be the, I don't know. I saw one the other day. It was like head of first impressions. That's what it was. Had uh, first impressions. Well, that's a cute listen. way to
1: talk about a receptionist, but nobody right. can find that. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> they're not looking for that. Yeah. Mine on LinkedIn is founder, you know, of rockstar and on Facebook. I think I say I'm the marketing and business strategist at rockstar, you know, um, I could put CEO there, but I kind of just say what I do within that company. And then I'm the founder of a nonprofit. So that's linked, you know, Ever After Acres. So, yeah, you've got to be able to put something that's searchable. And then, you know, you can refer to yourself in a more unique way in your social media. If you have a podcast like we're talking about, you know, talking about Freedom Expert and Marketing Rebel, things like that, those are kind of ways that you can talk about your specific niche or interest or your genius. It's a way of highlighting your genius too. one that I've seen is chief imagination officer. And I don't believe that's super searchable. Cause I don't know what the hell that totally means. <laughs>
0: what does
1: that mean? I don't know what
0: that means at all. I mean, again, it's kind of cute. And if that totally lights you up, great, but I don't know what it means. And so, you know, I, I like to use words that show people what it means as well. And, and also that don't, Create confusion. So from a marketing perspective, because Crystal and I are both marketing experts and we both have marketing agencies, one of the things that we tell people is no one buys anything in confusion. No one follows your marketing through to get to where they're ready to make a purchase if they're confused. And the same thing goes for titles, for titles of your programs, for titles of yourself, for titles of your company, for titles of your course, for titles of your services. We have to use simple terms and things that people can understand that are not confusing and are easily searchable because if someone is confused, they're not buying from you. They're going to be like, what in the heck is this? And they're going to move on to someone whose thing they understand because they're not going to read an entire page long to understand what that means. They just, they don't want the subtitle. They just want the title. They Mm -hmm. don't want the long explanation. They want the bullet points.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. And, you know, we kind of circle back to some of those groups online too, you know, that have the boss moms and they're trademarked. And, you know, what's the other one? Mompreneur groups, teachpreneurs, I think is kind of a new one that's emerging, which is like teachers, you know, having to supplement their income because they're not making enough money by like having a business on the side. So now they're teachpreneurs. How about they're just like entrepreneurs who are trying to make more money because they're not paid enough. I mean, like we don't have to, change who they are or differentiate everyone. And I think when you get caught up too, in those groups, it's just no one there is really there to hire you. I want to like caution people there. They're all the same thing as you. You're probably not going to find your ideal clients in those, in those groups. They're all kind of, just like you looking for something and you're putting yourself in this like box that I am a boss mom or a mompreneur or whatever. And so you're going to attract all of just more of those people. And, you know, again, if you're like a mom influencer, then yeah, that makes sense. But if you're a VA or social media manager or any of those other things, you're probably going to have a wider customer base than you even really think. So definitely don't pigeonhole yourself and put yourself in the, in this box. Yeah. And it's definitely okay to have a niche. And I I know
0: a lot of people, a lot of coaches out there teach have a niche and it's nice to have a niche. So you know who to talk to, right? So when you're first starting out and you're growing your business, your marketing needs to speak to one person and your, your titles and your business and everything needs to kind of speak to one person, but you don't want to get so niche down that you can't grow with it or expand, you know, Mm -hmm. as you grow. And as you expand, I used to have a coach that I worked with and she would always say like, think of your business as a tree. So when you start off, you've just got the trunk, but eventually you're going to want to have, you know, the, the branches and the leaves and all of that grow off of it. So you don't, so while you definitely want to niche down, so you have someone to talk to you, you want to leave room for expansion. And so by using more broad terms and by talking about your business as a business and by developing a
1: business, instead of just like, I sell some shit to some people, right? Yes. <laughs> like, like an actual business, a sustainable, scalable business, not something that's completely dependent upon you making a single Facebook post. <laughs> so boss mom, what is yeah. the BS for today? <laughs> that you don't have to diminish who you are by using cutesy terms. We believe that women are powerful, amazing people who tend to hide behind some of this stuff too, because we don't want to be threatening, right? Like if we're too big and too threatening, then these men might get, you know, a little worried about us coming up in the ranks and doing our own thing. Well, that's the point. We are just as great as they are at building badass businesses that make you know, money and change lives and leave an impact in the legacy. And I think that, you know, you don't have to put yourself in this and play a role. So to yes. Speak. And maybe if we all do this, if every
0: single person goes out there and changes their title today and start standing in their full power, we'll scare the shit out of those people. All right? people who are intimidated and worried and scared about what this means its for good reason, because mm-hmm. when we come together, our influence is, is enormous and the impact is huge and what you can actually do. So many of you are out there talking about your why, and it's related to the impact that you want to have and how many more people you want to reach with your genius and with what you do well and with your passion. And you're holding yourself back by diminishing
1: your role in all of that. All of it. You're playing small and you deserve and are amazing enough to play full out and just own it. You're a CEO, you're a founder, you're an owner, you're a boss, like not a girl boss and not a boss, whatever. There's so many, I wish we should have made a list because I know there's something I'm missing. Yeah. But you know, I just think about it too, with like, it just really, it sounds cute. It sounds like playing and you're not playing business. You're building an actual business and making money. So it's not like you're playing house or school or Something with your kids every day, like you're legitimately changing lives, making an impact and helping people. So own it. Own it. Yeah. And let people, people are going to want to invest in
0: you and in your business when they see that it's a true business. And when they see you playing full out and not holding yourself back, they're going to want to, they're going to be attracted to that. People are going to want to pay you more and higher tickets and all of those great things, just because you showed up as your real, true, authentic self in all your power. So go dance around a little bit, find your title, find your power, Then come and join us over inside of no BS club where we can support that. And if you are already in no BS club and you're in there and you have currently been using one of those titles only because you've been holding yourself back a little or for fear of what it might look like to call yourself CEO, come in there and let us know, call it out. Tell us what you've changed your title to and let us celebrate
1: with you. That's right. We need more women owning their power so we can change the world. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of
0: Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.